Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to learn how to live their truth, get rich, and make a massive difference in the world. I'm your host, Adam Force, co-founder at Change Creator and co-creator of the Captivate Method. Each week, we talk to experts about leadership, digital marketing, and sales strategies that you can implement in your business and life to go big. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to grab awesome resources that will help drive your business forward. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast Show. This is your host, Adam Force. Excited to be here today. Hope you're having an amazing week. We have a great conversation uh, coming up for you today. Uh, his name is David Wood. Um, no, so David has actually uh, built one of the largest coaching businesses uh, out there and has um, ranked number one on Google for life coaching out of 23 million different results. He has over 150,000 followers. He's the author of the book, Get Paid for Who You Are. Um, and he has a great forward with Jack Canefield. Um, he's the author of Chicken Soup. Um, and so he's also appeared in CNN, Forbes, and all this other stuff and been on over 120 different podcasts, which is pretty cool. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, great insights to share when it comes to building your business, especially coaching businesses, but also kind of finding your way um, with the tools that you really need. And we're going to go through these nine steps that he's outlined. So through all his experience, these are nine things that he teaches that are really important um, that he's kind of narrowed it down to. So we're going to discuss that today. Now, if you missed the last episode it was with Jennifer Spivak, um, she's a Facebook ads expert. And we wanted to get into that because as some of the folks out there like yourselves who are building your businesses, if you're making sales and you have certain things working, well, you might want to help accelerate their growth with Facebook ads at some point. Um, so that's a great conversation to get into because we, t- we kind of tap into a lot of strategies and insights. Okay. So if you missed that one, you can go back and check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, everybody. Um, that's our primary channel right now. We have our Facebook group, which is on our page. So you can go right to the group, which is Be a Change Creator. Uh, and we talk about how we're converting more sales on your website and things like that. So that is a primary theme for us is how we really start turning more of that traffic into loyal customers that just love what we do, right? All right, guys, um, I'm going to jump into this conversation and we'll kick it off and see what David has to say. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, David, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm here in Mexico. I'm looking out of palm trees and, and the ocean. So right now, life's pretty good. Awesome. I'm in Miami and I got palm trees, but it's pouring rain today. (laughs) Oh man. I mean, you know, funny enough, I've been around to Central America and all kinds of other places, but I've never been to Mexico specifically. (laughs) Right. And it's not that far from you. No. What brought you to Mexico? I wanted a break from the winter. I, I, I'm Australian originally, but I live in Boulder, Colorado. Oh. And, uh, and you know, I, I don't mind the winter at all, but I thought, wouldn't it be great to just have a break for, yeah. say, say three weeks where I get to feel sun and, and oh, see a yeah. beach again. And also I, I rescued a puppy in, in Boulder and she's never seen a beach until yesterday. Uh, okay. So <laughs> That's awesome. That was, that was so yeah. exciting. Well, and I, my wife was telling me yesterday that the weather in Colorado was reaching what felt like with the wind minus 50. <laughs> so 
I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> escaped. Yep. Yeah, awesome. So, David, tell us a little bit. Um, I like to just tee people up with the present moment, like what's going on in your world these days? What are you working on? Um, you know, and we'll get into a little bit of background on how you get there after. Well, well, you know, I, I, I like to be as transparent as I can. That's that's how I try and live. And it's it's what I teach. So I'll, I'll yeah. model it now. Sure. The, the biggest thing in my life right now is self-care. OK, um, you know, I mean, I've got my business running. I love my clients. I'm working on some cool projects work wise. But Mexico has really kicked my ass in in many different ways. And I've done so much work on myself, but I still have found that I've gotten really triggered. I've gotten angrier than I ever have before. I've gotten more stressed than I can remember being. I'm not, I had some trauma when I was a kid. So I'm, I'm, I'm very sensitive to noise. And so traveling to Mexico is an edge for me. And then on top of all of that and living with friends for the first time in a long time, I'm, um, I got food poisoning which is one of the most miserable experiences that I can think of. So there's all of that going on and I'm learning more and more about, okay, what does David need? What does this system need? And can I speak up? Because it's, it's, I grew up in an Australian country town and sensitive wasn't a thing you kind of got to be. Yeah. And so even just speaking up and saying to the group, Hey, I'm having a bit of trouble here. And I might need to step outside because I'm overstimulated with all the noise and, and yeah. the laughter and everything and the music that's happening. This is my journey right now. It's been my journey for 20, 30 years. Sure. I'm finding more <laughs> layers. So that's one thing that's that's really alive is can I speak up and, and get my needs met instead of trying to power through and overshadow what my nervous system might need. Yeah. And I'm going to get into just how you help entrepreneurs today in just a second and some of your background for people. Um, but you did make me think of something when you mentioned self-care and I'm always reading my, you know, business and, you know, influencer, like inspirational stuff, but I'm also always reading about things for my own health. Right. And a book that I recently picked up was about breathing, and it's, uh, it talks about how we've been breathing all wrong and the evolution of humanity and how short breaths and mouth breathing and how this has changed the dynamic of our um, whole physiology. And, you know, I've always asked questions like, why do we see more uh, allergies today and asthma and all this stuff? And it all starts to tie back to how we breathe. And I've never, I mean, I've been into like meditation and stuff, but this book, after many years, me reading all kinds of this stuff, you know, I never came across a book with this information. And I'm finally like, oh my God, really interesting uh, material. So as you mentioned, the self-care that kind of popped in my mind because I've been reading that as of recent and it's been a real eye opener for me personally. Well, I appreciate the reminder because since you started mentioning breathing, I've taken three good breaths into my belly, into my diaphragm instead of breathing up here. So it is something that I am forgetting. And a friend reminded me last night, he said, I can tell you were about to do a nice exhale and then you stopped and your mind went somewhere else. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. We, we need those reminders to come back because I can self-soothe. We all can. 
and sometimes I forget. Yeah, absolutely. It. It's easy. Absolutely. I'm a, I become a mouth breather. And, and then when you start doing that, your, your nasal and your nose and everything starts to say, it's like a you use it or lose it factor. And it starts to contract and get smaller and it changes the whole dynamic. Anyway, I won't get into it, but I was like going on and on to my wife. But I was like, you got to read this thing. It's crazy, yeah. man. Like it's yeah. crazy. Anyway, yeah, so- I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this as well, because you know, sometimes I think when people hear, see people on TV or hear people on a podcast, yeah, there's kind of a base assumption of oh, this person's an expert. So they've, they've got everything all together. They don't have problems. Yeah. And I just want to make it really clear. I'm not some guru. Uh, I've been around a long time. I've been coaching for 20 years. I'm really good at what I do. And I'm also a student at the same time. I, I learn so much from my clients. I'll be saying something in a coaching session and I'll be like, oh, you're going to do that today. You know, <laughs> yeah. you got to, you got to practice what you preach. So yeah. I'm glad I got an opportunity to, to talk about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the coaching experience and kind of how you got into that. And, you know, now you got 20 years under your belt and I know that you help entrepreneurs in a few really important ways. So I just want to like, in, you know, a nutshell here, just give me some of that background that you think is most important for people to understand. Yeah, sure. Well, I started life very left-brained. I I grew up in a country town. I was good at math. Um, I ended up uh, coming top of my school and it's like, well, what are you going to do since your math is your main thing? And we figured accountancy, but then we discovered there was this remote, profession called actuarial science and and becoming an actuary, which is like they calculate insurance premiums and do statistics projections for a hundred years into the future. And it was like, well, they make a lot more money and it's harder to do and there's more prestige and there are scholarships for it. So I actually got paid to go to university to train, to be an actuary. And then I still got to choose if I would work for the company or not. It was an unbonded scholarship, which was like magic. So I did that and um, qualified, took me eight years to qualify as an actuary. And then a year later I quit, (laughs) which is, it's, it's like becoming a a doctor and then saying, I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) And, And, and what did it, was I did a personal growth course and I didn't want to do it because they all wore name tags and they smiled way too much. And I'm like, this can't be real. These are a bunch of weak self-help junkies. Um, but I'm, but I wasn't happy in my marriage at the time. So I thought I'm going to get in and get out. Okay. Well, famous last words, Adam, I'm telling you, I, they, what happened is they cracked me open. They cracked my cynicism and I found myself, coaching, I couldn't help myself. If someone had a problem in the course and we're talking about it, I'm like, well, have you tried this? Or did you hear what the teacher said yesterday? And I changed somebody's life overnight. And, and I got hooked. I'm like, oh my God, I'm watching this woman face her biggest fear. And she goes into it, transforms her life. I'm like, how do I learn how to, how to do more of that? Yeah. So they, they trained me as a, as a coach. If you kept going with the program, they would train you. And so I coached people going through the course. And then I met a guy, I I, I didn't even meet him. I met someone who met him who had a business card of a coach. And this is back in 1997. And I'm like, wait a minute, 
you can get paid to do this. Like this is a profession and it wasn't really at that stage, but people were starting and I'm like, all right, I want in. So I quit my job and, uh, and I went and trained as a coach and I've been basically training ever since cause it never stops. And what I discovered in that course was that I had learned about business and I had learned about systems and how to be successful in a certain area yeah. of life but I knew nothing about emotional intimacy, about vulnerability, about leadership, about influence, about transparent communication. So the last 20 years have been about diving into that. So I'm a unique coach, I think, in that most coaches will focus on one or the other. I'll help you with your business or I'll help you with your life and your relationships and who you are and your courage. I. I straddle the two because of my, my unique background. So if you come to me, don't expect that we're just going to work on money. I, I always make that clear. Don't expect that. We'll start with money and then we'll move to you having more time off. But then I'm interested in how are you showing up in the world? Yeah. And are you living life such that when you're on your deathbed, you can say, I gave it everything I had. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, I think that if you if you want to make the more the more money and all that kind of stuff and get to those next stages of your life, you do need to work on yourself, right? To become that that person and the next version of yourself. So if you're not playing that part of the game, it's going to be very hard to continue to grow, right? Yeah. And the 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 sad thing about it is you'll never know what would have been possible because yeah. you live, we live in our own world. It's like the Truman show. I, you know, if anyone's ever seen the Truman show yeah. um, with Jim Carrey, he's, li- he's in his limited world with these boundaries. He doesn't even know about the boundaries. You can, you, we will live our whole life like that unless we push back the horizons right? We grow. And often that takes some outside influence, like, like a coach or a course or something, something transformative. And then we're like, oh, wow, I I could never go back to the way I was living. This is my new world now. Yeah. And so my life has been about constantly trying to push back those boundaries and discover what I don't know. I don't know. And I can't tell you about what the next level is going to look like because I've got no idea until <laughs> until my coach shows me something and I'm like, oh, wow. All right. This is the new level now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And what would you say, I guess, working with, you know, all these entrepreneurs over the over the years? Um, I, I always like when you mentioned, you know, they need someone, an outside influence. Right. But first, you kind of how do we get them to the point of saying, I'm open to that outside influence because they don't, if they're not aware that they need to break through to these other, um, you know, areas of their life to become that next person, you're right. They can go through their whole life, not knowing. So if they don't know, how do they get in a position where they can accept support? Yeah. I think we, I think we each need to choose the mindset of a seeker. We need to uh, also be humble enough to say, because I'm very, I'm very arrogant. I'll be upfront about that. I I usually think I'm the smartest person in the room. (laughs) Now, maybe sometimes I am, but the problem with that viewpoint is that leaves me not open to input. So I try and begin as a beginner. I try and take on that mindset. Okay. I need to seek. 
I need to get outside influence. I think it was only like five months ago, I had five different coaches. I had a coach for dating. I had a coach for accountability. I had a coach to teach me about energy and moving energy through the body because I knew nothing about that. Mm -hmm. So it's choosing. I don't know everything and I'm, and I want input. There used to be a time, I think, particularly in American culture where it's like, I need to do it myself. If I do it myself, I'm a hero. Yeah. If you do it with the help of a hundred people, Oh, you're not a hero. You had the help of a hundred people. I think that's changing with people like Bill Gates saying, everybody needs a coach, right? With leaders like that saying like he, he wants to learn bridge you get a coach. Right? <laughs> yeah. If I want to be good at Starcraft, um, I went and got a coach. I started playing Fortnite and I sucked at it. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I get a coach and, and get good. So I think the mindset is, is the main thing. And I, everybody's different. So when I'm helping someone to double revenue in their time off, what I do is I'm like, look, let's look at the nine areas that I've identified that are important okay. and find out where you're strong and where you're yeah. weak. Yeah. And I run them through it. And some of them, they'll be like, all right, I'm green. I'm solid. That's, that's fine. This one, I'm orange, it, it, like a traffic light system. This one, I'm, I, I could use a little bit of work. And these areas, I'm weak in. That's where I'm going to start first. I'm going to get really strong in those. Get all those lights up to green your chances of doubling revenue in the next 12 months, I, th- I think are very high. Okay. And can you give us in a couple examples of some, we don't need, I don't know if you want to go through all nine, but maybe a couple of can, really important I, triggers. I, I can give you all nine in a, in a minute. Okay. Um, so we start with your direction. Do you have goals in 12 months, three months and seven days and tomorrow yeah. that would have you do the happy dance? That's number one. So listeners, you can get a piece of paper and just score yourself uh, with a color. You'll probably want to pause the recording. Um, The second one is your productivity. Can you sit down for a two hour sprint and actually do the task that you set for yourself? That's a game changer. Number three mindset. And we've already talked a little bit about that, but when, when a problem comes, do you suffer and do you get stressed and do you view it as a problem or do you say, bring it on? There's something for me to learn here. The fourth one is now we start to really get to the revenue. You want a flood of leads. If you've got a trickle of leads, score yourself red. If you've got a flood of leads, score yourself green. Next one is your conversion. When people come to your website, do they buy? Do you have a high conversion rate or is it a low conversion rate? Right? You don't want to flood a traffic and nothing happens. <laughs> and then number six is are you loving up your existing customers? It's so easy to keep looking for new customers, new clients, but are you getting referrals? Are you, are you gathering testimonials? Do you have a great upsell system? Do you have a nurturing sequence? Yeah. So that's six. It, should, should we, I can stop there. I can do the last three, whatever. Let's, whatever might as well, let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. All right. All right. Number seven is you want to clarify your genius and get really clear. What do you love and you're great at? And what are you going to outsource? Critical because you're the bottleneck in your own business. 
Yeah. Number eight is actually harnessing talent. This is where you've identified, I'm going to get stuff off, but now you've got to go and get the people and you want to get good at that, at getting uh, really good people. And then the last one, now that you've got a team, are they highly motivated and highly accountable? I've been coaching a lot for the last year. I've been coaching vice presidents and directors and managers at some really big companies. I, I like to focus on entrepreneurs, but I, I'm like, I want to, I want to see what's going on in the companies. Yeah. And I found time and time again, there's just a lack of motivation, a lack of leadership and a lack of accountability with the team. And these are easy fixes. They really are. So those are the nine areas I recommend listeners pause, go back, listen to this again and give yourself a color, red, orange or green in each of those areas, because the plan for you to double revenue is going to be different to the next guy or the next woman. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm curious on um, one of those you mentioned, and I think this is just something a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the earlier stages, can can get confused by. So, for example, I think it was number seven, which was know your strengths, delegate the weaknesses. That's that right. Was, Clarify okay. your genius. Yeah. So if we're doing that, um, one of the things I have found is that sometimes what happens is people will say, well, I'm a master of my craft, right? I, I know this expertise very well in this category. I don't know how to build sales funnels and, you know, lead generation funnels or whatever it is. I'm, I'm making things up, website development and they start or even write my copy, right? You know, like, so we start outsourcing those things and they can spend a lot of money and they're not sure what is actually good cohesive strategy behind those things. So at some base level, I always feel like as the owner, maybe these are your weaknesses, but you should be aware of how these things work at some level so that you understand, you know, how to, what you're looking for to make it work for your business when you're hiring out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like let's suppose you're going to hire a social media person. I, I, I think it makes sense, like a valid strategy would be, I'm going to do uh, a one hour primer on YouTube, right? You can do that for free and just work out what the terminology is and what's good and whatever you could even, you could either get a coach or you could do a little course on how to hire someone, you know, like what to look for yeah. in social yeah. media. I think that makes sense. I also think it's totally valid to just find a, a person or a company and and I, I have a process in, in week in week eight, when you've got to go and harness the talent, I have yep. a process that I take people through so that they can test people and actually filter out all the, the riffraff. <laughs> um, but I think it's fine to get an expert that you trust and have them guide you yep. as well. I think both are valid. To be yeah, honest. no, it makes sense. So if you have some checks and balances for the hiring process, right? Like you're kind of talking about getting rid of the riffraff, stuff like that, because there's a lot of there's a lot of bad options oh, <laughs> out there. <laughs> oh my God. Look, I just hired a company. <laughs> you, you, well, okay. You, you're convincing me now. You're converting me. I hired a company to do social media uh, for, for Facebook ads. Yeah. 
now I have done a couple of courses in Facebook ads. Uh, advertising is so critical. I yes. figured this is, and also my business is to be really good at marketing so I can help my clients. So I'm like, this is going to be a good investment. So I know, I know a bit about it. And then when this company showed me the results after two weeks, they said, yeah, the results aren't optimal, but we're gathering data. I said, wait a minute, not optimal. We've spent $400. You've gotten four click-throughs. Oh, or click-throughs and zero signups for, for a free offer. This is terrible. Yeah. And, and I, so I knew enough to say there's something wrong here in our relationship and I don't trust you because you should be telling me this is terrible. That's yeah. what you should be telling me. Not, Oh, it's not optimal, but we'll, we'll see what we can improve. This is what you should be telling me. So yeah, it helps. Same with uh, right now I'm, I'm working with a programmer cause I've got this amazing idea, Adam. Uh, we don't have to go into it, but for podcasting and for working out relationships in podcasting and getting booked on podcasts, I got this amazing program that's going to conquer the world. And I got this guy writing it. I know enough about programming that I can look at his code and say, this is terrible. Yeah, what, right. you're doing, what you're doing is in it. So I got rid of that guy and I got a new guy who's better. But again, I'm spotting, you know what? I'm paying too little. I, you get what you pay for. Get what you I, pay need, for. Yeah. I need to bump it up from 15 bucks an hour to probably 50 bucks an hour, even yeah. in India to get yeah. someone good. So it does help to know a little bit, but beware of the dark side of going too far into something. Yeah. I just coached a client yesterday who's got a product that's gone viral. It's a, it's an immunity product for COVID, right? I, can I give him a shout out? Give him a plug. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, doseandremedy.com, right? It's an immunity product for COVID and it's gone viral. He's having trouble supplying uh, orders. And he was like, I think maybe we're going to do, uh, do our own shipping, right? We've got to set up a shipping operation. And I was like, really? You've got to work out what your core business is. Is your core business shipping? He said, no, it's formulating really healthy products that the market needs. I'm like, okay. So he said, but it's expensive. I said, well, maybe you, maybe you, it's expensive for a while and you do that. I want to see you 10X this business. And then I want to see you 10 exit again. And you shouldn't be in the business of shipping. Now, once you're all up and scale, maybe you'll hire someone who knows how to set up an in-house shipping operation yeah. and you'll do that and you'll bump your profits 20%. Right. But right. He, he needed that perspective because he was going to go into the dark side of the force and, try, <laughs> and try and do something that was not his genius. Yeah. I mean, and that's just, an, uh, uh, you gave him a nice way to think about it. It just becomes a, when the time is right factor to, to do it the right way. And you don't have to do everything yourself. Um, and I think that to your point, um, there is always going to be like, yeah, you got to delegate things. Like I'm not a coder and I'm not, you know, certain things, but I like to know what's going on in the business. And like, to your point, you should be able to look at someone and be like, I know that I don't know all the nitty gritty, but I know what you're doing doesn't make sense. And I, I've run into that problem too with people when I hired out to like 
design big sales pages and do things because I'm a designer and a developer and I do those things, but I don't do them all the time for our business because I don't have the time. Right. So I'll pay someone else. And when they come back and if they're not doing it right, I'm just like, oh, like I know when someone's like making a mess, <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. it's just good to be aware um, and it can save you because people will come in, make a mess. And if you don't know about it, you could sit on that mess for who knows how long. Yeah, that's true, which brings me to another hot tip for anyone who's got a team they're managing or even you got one person you're managing. I heard uh, a military guy give a speech once. He was a UN weapons inspector. Okay. And he said to me, anything worth doing is worth inspecting. Yes. And that was a revelation to me because like what that. I wanted to do is just hand it off to someone and trust that it's being done. But it's kind of demotivating for your for your staff if you never look at their work. If you yeah. don't check in on them, they, they, you know, they'll start to slide and whatever. And inspecting their work gives you a chance to uh, celebrate them. So I have I have someone now who helps me get booked on podcasts. He he Midco might have reached out to you and yeah. set this up. And um, my commitment is every Friday by one o'clock. I have to review his report, his weekly report of, of the bookings that he secured and, and what he did and his hourly sheet. I have to do that. If I don't do that by one o'clock Friday, I have to pay $5 to someone I don't like. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's my commitment to inspect his work. Otherwise, okay. You know, how demotivating that no one ever looks at what he does. Yeah, sure. And well, that's slide. the appreciation comes from there too, right? Yep. And then I get to appreciate him. Well done. Good job. And exactly. as you said, if he is messing something up, if there's a mistake that's happening, we're, we're going to catch that. We're going to get to talk about it. So exactly. I highly encourage if you've got a team or you're going to have a team, have this be a regular practice where anything that's worth doing is worth inspecting. 100%. I love that. And I, I think too many people um, don't take the time to do exactly that, to look at metrics, what people are doing on a, we do, at a change creator, we do daily, weekly, monthly. So certain things are daily practices. Certain things are weekly practices. Certain things are monthly. Of course there's quarterly annual, all that stuff, but those are the three big ones. Right. And so always looking at metrics once a week, looking at, you know, financials, like certain period, like rotations and work that we're doing. And, and if you're not seeing, cause if you're not looking at these things to your point, you don't catch the mistake, right? You don't catch the problem. And then it festers and time will only magnify the problem versus making yep. it better. So now you can get the right trajectory, right? But if you're not looking at these things, because we just take it for granted, we're too busy. Uh, maybe you're a smaller business. So you think, yeah, I don't need to get that that like, you know, process oriented yet. And that always becomes a big, big mistake. Totally, totally agree. So we've just talked about a way that you can be super effective and super productive with your team. Let's bring it back to ourselves. Sure. Because the first rule, the first routine, the first uh, metric, if you like, is going to have to be for yourself. 
Yeah. And so uh, what I recommend, and and this this is week two, right? We went through the nine the nine uh, areas. Week two is your productivity. Do yep. you know every week what your goals are for the next seven days? Right. I ask every listener right now, do you know, do you have it up on your wall as post-it notes or in Trello or whatever yep. system you use? Yes. I don't care what system you use. It could be uh, smoke yeah. signals. But do you know? And let's suppose you pause the recording yeah. right now and you write down your goals for the next seven days. Let's suppose you do that. Sure. That serves you for the next week, but you'll be lost the week after that. So I've decided the first rule, the number one thing for an entrepreneur is to put into your calendar a regular CEO date with yourself. Sure. Yeah. 20 minutes can be four o'clock on a Friday, four o'clock on a Sunday, 9 a.m. on a Monday. You choose. Put it in your calendar. And then here's the second rule. You show up for that date. Now, that's hard to do. Because you're busy, stuff's going on, yep. the kids, kids knocking oh, yeah. at the door, whatever. That's hard to do. So what I do is, again, if I do not have that date with myself, which might even be five minutes, to set my goals for the next seven days, if I do not do that, I have to pay $5 to someone I dislike. <laughs> so you follow those two rules you're going to have direction for the rest of the year. If you do not do that, hey, look, nothing bad's going to happen. You just may not make as much money as you want. You may not have the time off that you yeah. want. You'll be you'll be on the ocean without a rudder. And yeah. that can be a good time. So I'm not <laughs> saying you have to do it. I'm just saying if you want direction and you've got goals that you want to achieve, these two rules can actually change your life. I agree. And it's those simple habits that it's helping you create a habit, right? First, create the habit. Second, show up. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, you're building this into your lifestyle. And I think two things that came up to me when you got talking about the self and the goals is, um, and I just did a video talk that I recorded yesterday about this, oddly enough, is two things that you have to do as an entrepreneur. One, be honest with yourself, right? And two, hold yourself accountable. Um, and you talked about post-it notes and funny enough, I used to do this years ago. I had post-it notes all over the house, right? And as of just mm, recently, I've been, I was reading this book, Can't Hurt Me, about this Navy SEAL and his just insane life that wow. he went through and how he had to go through Navy SEAL training multiple times. He went through hell week with a fractured kneecap, like just this guy's nuts. And he started from absolutely the worst childhood, nothing. And he like turned everything around and he gets into this idea of an accountability mirror. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I used to do that for my mindset stuff years ago. And so I got post-it notes on my mirror. So every day, I wake up and I look at those things. Those are the most immediate, most important things I need to do yes. right now. And I tell myself, yeah. you got to get this done, dude. And I motivate and I get it going. And I've been crushing it because that stuff keeps it top of mind. So whatever, whatever it takes for you to make it work, we all are different. But looking yourself in the mirror and being honest with yourself and holding yourself accountable, it just works magic. I love that, man. I'm very inspired hearing that. And 
And we can take it one, one layer further because I love the seven-day goals. It's important. But we've got to, because I layer goals, right? We start at 12 months. Yeah. We come back to say yep. eight weeks or 12 weeks. And then every seven days we've got to, we, even, if, even if, look, sometimes I say, like the last week I went, no goals. I'm on vacation in Mexico, right? Okay, fine. But I consciously wrote it down. That's and chose the plan. It. Yeah. The next layer is tomorrow. Yeah. That's the next layer. So I, I think a wonderful practice, and you guys have told, please steal this if you like it, is ask yourself at the end of every workday, and you might want to set an alarm. If I don't set an alarm, nothing happens. So <laughs> set, set an alarm, say five o'clock every day. The trick is you start to ignore the alarm, but you, so you need some discipline. And the alarm goes off and it, asks, it says, if you were only allowed two things tomorrow, you are only allowed to do two things on your business. What would they be? Yeah. That yeah. really focuses the mind and the business and then put those post-it notes up on your accountability mirror. I've, I've got a board at home. Yeah. Um, put those up, up the top. And then what I recommend you try, you just try it for a week, is you do those two things first before you do anything else. And I yeah. mean, checking email, yeah. checking text messages, checking, like, you know, just keep your phone on airplane mode yeah. <laughs> until you've done those two things. Then, then allow your agenda to be hijacked by the rest of the world. Yeah. Right. But that, I just say, try it out for seven days. There's a feeling of peace and a feeling, I call it integrity that you have when you are actually working first on the things that you have said are most important. It feels Hello. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't do that, what happens is stress and you need alcohol and sugar and, and TV to, <laughs> to medicate. And, and again, Hey, yeah. I'm okay with that. If that's your choice, just know that that's what's going on. Yeah. Try this out for seven days and see what true integrity feels like and what true productivity feels like yeah. because even more than you being successful in your business, I want you to feel good in your own body. That's yeah. actually what drives me. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. And just feeling a little less decision, overwhelm, a little bit more clarity on the critical path of what you're doing. And, you know, we get questions like that from our students and captivate our members. And they're like, trying to figure these things out. And I'm like, listen, the reality is nine times out of 10, there's only, you can only do two or three things in a day, right? As your to-do list, if you're going to do it well, and, and you know, things always take longer than you expect. So don't plan more than one and two or three things in the day. And I would say, don't sit down at your computer until you're clear about what those things are for the day. Don't sit oh. down without knowing. That makes nice. a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. That's nice. Yeah. That's, that's discipline. Well, you know, and it's funny because you keep, you use this word discipline multiple times now. And I want people, entrepreneurs listening to realize that, yes, there's all these tactical things, things that we're talking about here and, you know, really understanding the self, but two things that will make the biggest difference in your life, which, you're, which is what you're helping people with discipline and habits. Those two things. You know what? I, I'm going to say something. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it, it's, it's, I want to say it and then see if it feels true. Okay. I, I can't 
help people with discipline. I can't help you with discipline. What I can do is show you the path. Yes. And I can help you see your lack of discipline. (laughs) But you are the only one that can bring that last piece to the table. You are the only one who can actually, when the alarm goes off four o'clock on a Friday and says you have to do your weekly plan, you are the only one that can show up. I cannot help you. When you fall off the horse, I might be able to help you get back on, but there is no one but you who can bring that last piece to your own success. 100%. Yeah, that discipline part is just, you know, for people listening, it's really the emotional mind overcoming the logical mind. So if you can kind of reel it back in. So when it is uh, four o'clock and you don't feel like doing something, you got to say, well, I know this is what I decided is important for the success of my future in the long run. So I'm going to take the emotional side out of this and I'm going to think logically and stick to the plan. Right. So that kind of thinking has helped me in tough times because, Hey, when I start before I started change creator, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I had to wake up uh, at, at three 30 and four o'clock in the morning to do work before I got on a train from Philly to New York to actually go to the office. Right. I mean, that is, that was one of the most difficult, like two years of my life because <laughs> waking up early. And I think we can all relate. You're waking up five or whatever is early for you. And you're just like, ah, another half hour. And you just blow it off. Cause emotionally you, you, you just feel like it's too much and you don't want to do it. And so you rationalize, right? So that's where that discipline comes in. And we all have to learn how to harness the power of discipline. I'm with you hundred <laughs> percent. All right, David, I think we're, we're pretty much at the uh, end here. I don't want, I want to be respectful of your time. So, um, I love all the stuff you're helping entrepreneurs with doubling the revenue, getting more time off, you know, just kind of building a life that they dream of and making it possible. So if people are interested in this type of work with you, um, how do they connect with you? How do they learn more? What's the next step for them? Yeah, thank you. Well, I took, I, you know, as, as I mentioned, I have an eight week program, semi program, that's designed to help you double your business and your time off over 12 months, yeah. plus grow, grow yourself as a human. And I took some of the best pieces of that and I put it into a free training so that people can get a sense of what's, what's, what's available. So I'm yeah. happy to give your listeners that. Uh, there's a little gift basket of goodies. It includes that free training. There's a cheat sheet with a checklist of what you need to handle. Cool. Um, and if you want, you can see if you might be a fit for the program. I'm quite, I want to be upfront that I'm quite selective about who I choose because I only want to work with people that I know I can create wins for. It's no yeah. fun for anybody to, to join a program they're not a fit for. <laughs> so you can, you can get the free training, the checklist, and see if you're a fit for the Samurai program at myfocusgift.com. I tried to create the most memorable web link <laughs> I could come up with to give you a gift about focus. Okay. So it's called myfocusgift.com dot com will take you there and uh you you can access me and get in touch with me there too if you like there you have it all right myfocusgift.com um everybody can check that out if you're interested in what david is supporting entrepreneurs with david thank you so much for your time really appreciate it it was a fun chat 
Hey, you're welcome. I, I've enjoyed meeting you and I, I had a blast here and I've said some things on this. I've done 150 interviews. I said some things here I haven't said on any other interview. So I, I blame you for that. And thank you. Uh, that's my job. <laughs> All right, David, I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.